from the dawn of time, there have always been two paths that mankind has been permitted to travel. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus makes it very clear that uh, there is a path that is narrow. There's a narrow gate and there's a narrow path that leads to life. And there is a broad gate and a broad path that leads to destruction. And in the very end, this will determine whether one stands on the side of the sheep or on the side of the goats at the time of the great dividing. But this will be determined by the path that we have chosen and what determines that path that we take. And so my objective this morning, my subject this morning, is understanding the two paths, understanding the two paths. Because how we finish, and we are approaching, as we approach the end of the age, we are very concerned about how we will finish how we finish will be determined by the choices we make now and the path that we choose now. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, we find these words, Now the Spirit explicitly says that in the last times some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. And we see this happening now. We see this happening around us. Increasingly, it is picking up momentum. And we see the departure from the paths. We see the instruction that originates with demonic spiritual beings. And we see these paths being selected and chosen. From the beginning, there has been the way of Cain based on the decisions and the choices that Cain made. Abel, of course, made very different choices, as did Seth. And we see the difference between the way of Cain and the way of Seth. And we see those ways reflected in the choices of their descendants. And this has been, the, uh, this has been true in every age. And it is also true now in the closing of this final age. I read this morning from John chapter 7, beginning at verse number 1, reading up to about verse 17. And this uh, passage talks about Jesus going up to the Feast of Tabernacles at Jerusalem. And after these things, Jesus was going about in Galilee, for he did not want to go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Feast of the Jews, the Feast of Tabernacles, was near. So his brothers said to him, Depart from here and go to Judea so that your disciples can can see your works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret, and yet he himself desires to be publicly recognized. If you are doing these things, reveal yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Now his brothers were very much aware of his miracles and his works. The, this they knew, therefore they were urging him to go to Jerusalem and manifest his works and his deeds in Jerusalem. They presumed, of course, that if he were to be the Messiah, that he would do these things and would want to do this. Since he was reluctant to go to Jerusalem and to demonstrate his works there, his even the members of his own family, his brothers, were not believing him to be the Messiah. So Jesus said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I am testifying about it that its deeds are evil. 
You go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast because my time is not yet completed. This is the Feast of Tabernacles in the fall of the year. It would be six months later at the Passover that Jesus would go to the final Passover where he would be crucified. But now in the fall, at the Feast of Tabernacles, he says his time is not yet completed. And when he had said these things, he remained in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not openly, but as it were in secret. And so the Jews were looking for him at the feast and were saying, where is he? And there was a lot of grumbling concerning him among the crowd. Some were saying, he is a good man. But others were saying, no, but he deceives the crowd. However, no one was speaking openly about him for fear of the Jews. Now, when the feast was already half over, Jesus went to the temple courts and began to teach. And then the Jews were astonished, saying, how does this man possess knowledge because he has not been taught. In other words, he's not been taught by us. We don't recognize him as one of our students. And yet, obviously, he is well instructed. He speaks with com complete command of all of the scriptures. We, as teachers, understand that he is an extremely gifted teacher. And yet, how did he become this way? So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but is from the one who sent me. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know about my teaching, whether it is from God or I am speaking from myself. And it is this verse 17 that will be the cornerstone of our thoughts for the morning. Another reading of this verse 17 is, If anyone will do his will. He will know about my teaching, whether it is from God or I am speaking from myself. And so we find that the key to knowing the will of God, the key to knowing the truth, what is the truth in any given matter? What is the truth now? As we seek to discern the events of our time and we are evaluating all the different events that are occurring around us, how do we know how to discern the truth? How do we know where the truth lies in all the many voices that we are hearing? Some of the voices contradict each other. And yet, how do we know those voices that we should reject and those voices that we should receive? And the key, according to the Lord Jesus Christ, is if anyone wants or wills to know the will of God, that person will know. That person will know. And that is a timeless truth. That truth is true now. The key to our enlightenment, if you like, or light that we have to discern and determine the will of God and what is from Him and what is not is to, within ourselves, earnestly desire to know His will and not only to know it, but to do it. Because before we can know it, we must be willing to do it. So the willing to do comes before the knowing. It has been described this way, that sympathy with the will of God is a condition of knowing it. And the word sympathy with the will of God is to be in accord with the will of God.
to be in harmony with the will of God, to desire his will above all things. And that is a condition of knowing it. And so the advice then that is offered to us is to examine our hearts. There comes a point in the experience of any teacher where that person needs to evaluate, the teacher needs to evaluate what is necessary for this teaching or this truth that I am seeking to, to, uh, to convey. What is uh, necessary for this to be successful? And no one wants their words to go out and fall to the ground. It is, um, it is necessary that words be received And yet what will determine the reception of the word of truth is a desire to do the will of God. And so before then one begins to instruct and teach and to reveal and open up the word of God, then there must be a recommendation given. An urgency must precede that. And the urgency must be to examine our hearts. So it would be like this, examine your heart. Because out of your heart or your spirit will come the issues of life. All the issues of life, as far as you are concerned, will proceed forth from your own heart. Therefore, examine your heart and find out and determine what is there. And so pray out loud. Do this out loud. Pray out loud and say, I have come to do your will, O God. I am here. I am alive in this earth. I have been born for a purpose. I'm here for a purpose. And my purpose here is to do your will, O God. I desire to do your will. I agree with our Lord Jesus, where Jesus said, my food is to do the will of my Father. And we should agree and say the same. We should continue and say, as we pray out loud, I lay aside all that originates with me. Everything that originates from me, everything that is just mine, everything that I, according to my own preferences and dictates of my own personality, those things that I bring that originate with me, those things that I would like to say because I think that that's the way it is, Everything that originates with me, I must be willing to lay aside. Not just willing, I must lay them aside. And I must say so as I pray out loud before my Heavenly Father. I have come to do your will. I lay aside all that originates with me. And to continue to pray this way on a daily basis. And this is essential to knowing the will of God. And knowing whether what we hear is true or whether it is not true. Or how to to arrive at judgments in terms of our responsibility in the world, even in terms of citizenship. What path should we take? What decisions should we make? We need to have the will of God revealed to us in these matters. But before his will is revealed, we must desire to do it more than anything else. Now I find this originating from the very beginning and in Genesis chapter 4 and verse, starting to read at verse 3. 
And in the course of time, Cain brought an offering from the fruit of the ground to Yahweh. And Abel also brought an offering from the choicest firstlings of his flock. And so Cain brings an offering from that which he has grown from the fruit of the ground to Yahweh, to God. On the other hand, Abel brings an offering from the finest of his flock. And what determines the choices of these two men? Cain, of course, being the firstborn. What determined the choices of these two men? Now, it's very clear and obvious that from the very beginning, there had come a revelation of the will of God with regard to sacrifice and that sacrifice was necessary. And that there was a sacrifice that was pleasing to God. And there was a sacrifice that was not pleasing to God. Now it was the will of Cain to bring a sacrifice that was pleasing to him. He admired the fruit of the ground. He admired the fruit of that which he had planted. The the product of his own hands. And he admired that. He brought that which he admired, which he valued, which he thought was beautiful. And he brought that. But he did not hear the will of God. What prevented him from knowing the will of God? Abel knew the will of God. And he knew, by way of revelation, that that offering that would please God would be an offering from his flock. There must be the shedding of blood in order for the forgiveness of sins. That apart from the shedding of blood, there would not be any forgiveness of sin. Apart from blood sacrifice, there could be no offering that would be pleasing to God. Cain seemed indifferent to this. Abel was aware of this. Abel was in possession of knowledge and revelation. And Cain was not. And what determines this is the willingness to do the will of God. Continuing to read in verse 4, And Yahweh looked with favor to Abel and to his offering. But to Cain and to his offering he did not look with favor. And Cain became very angry and his face fell. And Yahweh said to Cain, Why are you angry and why is your face fallen? If you do well, will I not accept you? But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. And so from the very beginning, not only was Cain not willing to bring the sacrifice that was pleasing to God, he became angry when he realized that his sacrifice was rejected. The voice of Jehovah God to him, Yahweh, is if you do well, In other words, if you're able to receive by way of revelation and know what my will is because you desire my will above all things, and if that's true, then you will come to know what my will is. And so if you do that, I'll accept you. I will accept you. But if you do not do well, then sin is crouching at the door and its desire is to have you and bring you under its power. 
but you must rule over it. Obviously, Cain rejected that and did not rule over it, and we know what that led to. Down through the scriptures, we find always the two paths. There are always two paths, and so there is the path that Cain took, there is the path that Abel took, then there would be the path that Seth would take. There is uh, the path of Jacob and the path of Esau. And the divergence of the path of Esau from the path of his brother Jacob. And in many ways, as you read about Esau and you read about Jacob, there are things in Esau that you might even admire and things in Jacob, of course, that would you would not admire because he was noted as a deceiver. And yet, when it came to this one issue, then we see that this separated between Jacob and Esau. And the issue was the issue of the birthright. The birthright. And Jacob desired the birthright at all costs and was willing to do whatever needed to be done in order to have the birthright. But Esau, even though he had a right to the birthright, because he was the firstborn, he despised the birthright. He didn't highly value it. But he valued instead, he, he valued the desires of his own flesh above the birthright. Therefore, he was denied it in the end because he desired his own flesh above that which was to be more highly desired, the birthright itself. And so we see this path, the path between the spirit, spiritual man and the carnal man. This is also presented to us in the example of David and Saul. And there are imperfections in both men. And yet when it comes right down to the desire of the will of God at being preeminent, then David is a man after God's own heart. And Saul is a man, even after repeated corrections, refuses to be corrected and is finally rejected. And so we find that David is a type of the spiritual man. Saul is a type of the carnal man or the man of the flesh. And so there is a path of Jacob and a path of Esau. There is a path of David and a path chosen by Saul. Always there are these two paths down through the history of Scripture. And these two paths are present with us now. And we need to decide daily which path we will take and we will see people around us taking paths with which we would disagree and with which the truth would disagree. But it is a time of choosing of the paths that we will take. I read from John chapter 5 in the words of Jesus in verse 30, I am able to do nothing from myself just as I hear I judge. And my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this must be our attitude as well, is to seek the will of God above all else. And so as we go forward, because we are going forward and we are moving forward at an accelerated pace, 
And we see all these different events happening around us that I'll not enumerate right now. But we're all aware of this time of crisis that we are in, in terms of political crisis, in terms of social unrest, in terms of law enforcement, in terms of support for groups that espouse progressive humanistic philosophy and ideology. This is moving so quickly. And so we are moving forward at a very fast pace. And there are two paths. And there will always be these two paths. And so we must choose the willingness to do the will of God. Again, to repeat, on a daily basis to come before our Heavenly Father and to pray, my will is to do your will, O God. To say this, to pray this, and to mean it from the depths of our heart. My will is to do your will, O God. Now the consequence of that, the result of that prayer, when it is, when it is deeply intended and meant, is that we will know it. We will know the will of God. And so then, rather than coming before and just saying, Lord, I would like to know your will. I want to know your will in this matter. Or I want to know your will in this other matter. Are those, are those uh, great desires? Yes, they are. But they are the result. The knowing is the result of the will to do his will. So therefore, we should bring first things first and pray earnestly from the depths of our being, I will to do your will. Not just I want to do it, but I am determined to do your will, O oh God. My sympathies, the deepest sympathy that I have in my being is in sympathy with your will. Now, if that's true of us, and we mean that from the depths of our being, then we will know. We will know in specific matters. We will know in situations. We will know the will of God going forward. We will know the path that we are to take. We are moving into a period of time where the arm of flesh will fail us. We dare not trust our own. We are not able going forward to trust our natural instincts, our natural discernment, the things that we by nature prefer, our preferences, we're not able to trust those things. We will find that the Lord will use unconventional means to speak to us. And we won't always know what that means. But again, the most important aspect going forward from our point of view is to will to do the will of God. And as we go forward with that, we will go forward with a light and the light will be the revelation of the knowledge of the will of God. And as we go forth with that, then the darkness as it increases will permit greater clarity to us. Because where there is light, that light will illuminate with greater clarity because of the darkness. It will not be hindered by the darkness. And so as we come to a conclusion on these very basic thoughts, simple thoughts, basic thoughts, but essential thoughts for us right now going forward. 
if we apply this individual individually, if each of us applies this very, very simple urgency, this very simple urging, then we will know the will of God. And we will know and be able to determine truth from error. And the path that we should take will become so clear to us as we go forward. And as we take that path, then we will receive authority over all those deceptions that are growing around us even now. I'll close with these two verses. First is Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And then from Proverbs 4, verse 26. And it says, Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. I'll read that one more time. Ponder, that is think about, carefully evaluate the path of your feet. Be very careful the path that your feet the path that your feet are walking on. Be very careful. Ponder it. Think about it. Choose it very carefully. And let all your ways be established. Let them be established. And if you desire to do the will of God above all things, then the path for your feet will be clarified and your ways will be established.